evening and hello everybody now we have a bit of a family broadcast this evening because caspian um was just not going to be let out so he wanted to welcome everybody this he evening. loved our guest and he loved our guest and he, and he heard about kate and the fact that she was going to be joining us tonight we have probably one of the primary influencers in the united kingdom today she is the great Kate Sharamani, who I'm going to bring on now, Sharamani, uh, and she is coming live with us now. Kate, good evening. Uh, where, where, Hello, good evening. Good evening. Where, where, where are you talking to us from? Um, I'm in East Sussex, so I'm just in a, a little place called Ridgewood, just uh, maybe 20 minutes from Forest Row, uh, between wow. uh, and near Forest Row. Instead, so not far from a place where you know well we've got a lot of friends around that area and you know it's a lovely part of the world we are joined this evening uh from blenheim palace by his grace the duke of marlborough good evening your grace uh jamie uh lovely to have you here um charlotte good evening nice to have you on here amanda jane eliash uh, is on here. There's some really great people. Letitia Cash, who is actually the daughter, she is the scion of Bill Cash, who founded the entire Brexit movement in the UK, the great MP. All sorts of Greville Richards, who is uh, probably England's most successful farmer, is on here. Um, what else have we got now? Um, we've got various different other people here. Caspian, I think, has now had enough. But uh, <laughs> there we go. Now listen. Never work with children and animals. There you go. There you go. There you go. Do come a bit closer, darling, okay. and then we'll, we'll, we'll share the screen. You see, that's, it makes me look better if my dear wife, mm -hmm. her beauty outstrips mine by many folds. You listen, like today. You have um, beautiful guests. Please share this with your friends all over. What you are about to hear from Kate. Uh, and we had the opportunity to chat briefly this afternoon is extraordinary could you just start you're with friends i just want to say as a disclaimer i'm not a medical doctor i'm not giving any medical advice i'm not giving any legal advice i'm not giving any investment advice this show is entirely buyer beware if you agree with anything on here that's up to you if you disagree with anything on here that's up to you and uh, there we go so i think that's my legal disclaimer having said that we we agree with free speech and Kate has something to say. She is one of the leading voices currently in the UK. Her feeds and her shows are, I think you had a million people online the other day in America or something extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have a very, very important voice. So please, how did it get started for you? Give us a little bit of background. You're with friends. Over to you. First of all, I'm, I'm sitting here, I have my hand on my Bible, my King James Bible. I speak only truth to you. Um, I'm, first of all, I'm a child of God, as we all are. I'm, I'm 54 years old. I'm a mum to four children and lots of pets. Um, I uh, trained as a nurse 35 years ago uh, because I have a love of people and a love of, of helping people. I uh, continued, I got married, I had my children. And then during that uh, time, I believed I was doing everything right for them, pushing them through the system, very successful children. We had a very lovely standard of life. And then I, I got cancer, age 46, 
breast cancer. It was a very aggressive uh, breast cancer. I was in the London clinic. I believed I was having the best care. I had a double mastectomy and a reconstruction immediate. And on day two, I began reading two books, which I'd taken in with me, Dr. Gerson's report of 50 cases and the China study. And that was to change my life. I signed myself out, not the best thing to do. And I went home. I then spent the next two years bringing my children up, but also following the full Gerson therapy. I declined chemotherapy, radiotherapy, tamoxifen, Zolidex, all in favor of natural. That's 13 juices a day, five coffee enemas, fat-free, salt-free, sugar-free, vegan diet, over a hundred supplements a day. I also did B17. I did mistletoe injections for a year and high vitamin C. Now I am alive and well over eight years later and all of my other health issues disappeared. But during that time when I was doing it, it took me down rabbit holes, which I never would have expected. And I, I realized at that point I had to unlearn everything that I'd learned. And I realized that the whole healthcare system was actually a lie. It was a fraud. It was there to, to get you sick, to keep you sick. And you were going to pay for the joy along the way until you could no longer have any more money extracted out of you, at which point you would pay to die and you would pay to be disposed of. Um, I realized that the entire allopathic medicine system was actually all taken over by a man called J.D. Rockefeller. He got rid of every other form of healing until he controlled everything. Now, that whole system, that same group of people, they actually own the medical elite. They decide, therefore, who gets the top jobs. Those medical elite then decide what gets published in the publications. And even if doctors and scientists could refute the evidence with ease, they won't because it's, they're too afraid that they will lose their jobs, their status, their livelihoods. So now you have a system of people that are there and they are complicit in it. And, and so... This led me on to, I decided that I would just keep learning. I did a diploma in nutrition. Again, even that diploma in nutrition wasn't really giving you the best nutrition that you could do to heal the body. And we talk about peer-reviewed evidence-based papers, and I've read a lot of those. Um, but again, you have to understand the crafty language, and this is the crafty language of the devil. And the way words are used, you know, a hypothesis. And then it will get stated later in the press as being fact. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the, the public, they don't need, need to go and read these studies. They don't understand any of this. So they trust. Who do we trust? So they trust the whole thing about um, the, the medical industry. So what do we see? Pharmaceutical companies, 70% of the advertising budget in mass media comes from pharma. So now in all of our soap operas, in all of our movies, we see people in there getting sick. And then we see them, like for instance, there, there's always in every soap in the UK, in the storyline, someone has cancer. And what we see is we see them with a bald head and a, a scarf on their head. Well, let me tell you straight away, cancer does not make you bald. The sight of toxic drugs make you bald. And then we see them getting better. So people are being conditioned subtly to accept this kind of treatment and to trust the doctors. So what we have is an industry now that isn't actually ran on that we're there to get well. It's ran by big pharma and it's ran to make money. And I believe two years ago, it was something like 600 plus billion dollars in profit on oncology drugs alone. And one study I read, a 92,000 patient study treated with chemotherapy and at 10 years under 3% were alive.
So that led me where I am to help people to reverse disease naturally with nutrition, and it works very well. But again, we have. I just have one in this country. You are a registered nurse, though, are you? You Yes, I'm a registered nurse. I'm an independent nurse prescriber, and I hold a diploma in personal nutrition. Well, that's. I have. I have. um, I have a business which I started uh, years before I had cancer. I started an aesthetics business. And what's happened is my nutrition business, I've never kept that a secret because that's informed consent. If somebody wanted to come to me, it was informed consent for what they came for. However, when people go for other treatment, they don't make a true informed consent because they're not really told the poison that's going like vaccines. They're not told what's in them and what that might do to their body. So that's not true informed consent. Mm. And in a court of law, that's medical battery. So, um, I then, my nutrition business has taken a head and it's my passion. And so now that's really where mostly my patient's base is, is in nutrition. But of course, now what we see now with the pandemic, scandemic, um, that of course is- Moving on. Sorry. Yeah, my passion is truth. It's truth. We all deserve to know the truth. And God gave me authority on this earth to speak the truth. And to seek out those that will lie and deceive us and destroy them underfoot. Well, you know, you are in the right place because gathered here this evening are some of the most powerful truth seekers on this planet. As I say, we're joined, for those of you that are late on the feed, we are joined here this evening by, with His Grace the Duke of Marlborough from Blenheim Palace. We have um, all sorts of people from all over the world who are tuning into this. And I would just ask you, before we get into the meat and potatoes, tonight is going to rock your world. This young lady has put her finger on a number of issues that other people, frankly, have been too scared to talk about. So this is not a time to worry about what other people are gonna think about your opinion or whatever. This is a time we're gonna about to hear some serious, serious truth here. So please share this feed everywhere and uh, do a good job of that. But do go ahead. Where are we now? Could you tell us what the hell is happening in this country? Because I can, before we go any further, I just want to say many people say to me, you know, stay safe. First of all, I won't have those words spoken over me. I don't need to stay safe. I have God as my witness and God will protect me. And it is God's will when I die. And so he will decide when I die. So I don't have any fear. We are literally fighting for our lives and that of our children and our children's children. And so I'm 54, I'm very fortunate. I think about my father who died in his early 70s and I actually think at this stage how fortunate he was that he doesn't have to go through what is possibly about to happen. So where are we today? Well, we're in in unprecedented times when we've seen every single government around the world agree that we all need to be unlawfully locked down. And it is an unlawful lockdown. Judge Weber, a war crimes tribunal judge, has actually stated, I was on a panel with him, that this is indeed unlawful. And we need to find a judge and a court, not one of the corrupt courts, to take this up. So what we have is we've been told that there is a risk to our lives from this this virus. And when you actually go onto Public Health England and you look at how many people die annually of car accidents, of the flu, of many other things, you'll see that this certainly is not by any means a pandemic at all. I believe it was one of the government officials said publicly that 10,000 people die. I can't remember if it was every week or every month, but that was a lot. 
in care homes alone. Now, we all have a lifespan and we will die at some age, hopefully of old age. So we're told that there's this, vi this virus that's going to kill us. Now, I did report on this on local radio and it's had over 2 million views with, with different platforms. But of course, I did a disclaimer Ofcom suddenly um, find the radio and the radio promptly because they were cowards um, got me off there. I'm not interested. I don't need to be with those that will lie and will cringe and, and hide away in the corner. And that's really not what men should do. Mm. And so, so what we had was we were um, we were looking when I did the report, which which went viral. Wuhan was the test city for 5G in the autumn of 2019 that's well documented in Chinese publications also in December of 2019 China mandated vaccines so it was all parents obligation to take their children to be mandatory vaccinated with the schedule that was in another Chinese publication that I read so also what we see is that there were vaccines in Italy so You've seen on the press, you've seen the pictures of people literally just falling over. I've never in all my years in nursing seen somebody perfectly all right, walking or standing in the street, get a virus, fall over and die. It just doesn't happen like that. So then, as, as we were told, and the lockdown came, this unlawful lockdown, we now can't leave our house. One must remember that things need to go through the uh, parliament as bills first before they are put before the ascending monarch and then an act is passed. So what you see now that everybody must go and look at is how the laws have just been changed. I'm going to say this first and then come back to it. In the UK, it used to be that if you were deemed uh, that you needed to be held under the Mental Health Act, you needed three doctors and then you would be reassessed four weeks later. It is now one doctor with no assessment. If you disagreed with your, your medication that was to be given to you, you had the right to appeal to another doctor. And last year alone, there were 16,000 appeals. A third of all, the treatment plan was changed. That no longer stands. You don't have an appeal and you can have these medications forced upon you. You can be removed from your home by the police or the immigration staff, should it be that they consider that you possibly have this virus or you've been tested with this test which I'll go on to. You or your children can be forcibly removed from your house to a detention place or a place where you will be isolated. Now next, a doctor can certify you dead and the coroner in the hospital does not need to be told. There will be no inquest with a jury and these, these laws stand for two and a half years. What that means, all of this, is there's a black and white opportunity there for abuse of power. Now let's not people say, oh, that wouldn't happen. Doctors wouldn't do that. Really? Let's look at Harold Shipman. Let's look at the nurse Beverly Allett. We have endless tales all through history. If you really want to see what might happen ahead of you, take a look behind you in your rear view mirror. It's always happened. Now, uh, Boris said that he would make sure that those in rented accommodation would be okay. He didn't legislate that. So those poor people are left and could be thrown out of their places of residence because they can't pay their rent. Those that are released from care into the community, the community does not need to uphold the same um, level of care that they do in, in the hospital. So these people, the vulnerable uh, people, are also now at great risk. 
So all of these laws have been changed while everyone's been sitting on their toilet rolls watching Netflix, thinking that this whole thing is going to go back to normal. It's not going to go back to normal. Those laws offer two and a half years. Now, if we look at what's happening with the whole economy, it's estimated that there will be 10% of the population unemployed by the time this gets anywhere. 10,000 people were laid off two days ago in airport authorities. There has been an exponential rise in people using food banks because they can no longer feed their children. People are literally going to starve. Now, we hear that there's a, pro a proposition to pay the nurses on the front line, the chorus line, as I like to call them, an extra 29 pounds and I believe two pence a day. I know families that don't have that amount of money to spend on a family of four for their weekly shop. So I see constant pictures of nurses singing and dancing. Nurses are telling me the places are quiet. Patients are telling me they're quiet. Why should they be paid any extra money for doing a lot less work at the moment? and also for doing a job which they signed up to do when people are literally starving and can't feed their families. It's outrageous. And then to slap them in the face by doing dance routines on TikTok. I've just seen a load of nurses pretending to be on a ship with the music of the Titanic playing in the background and they're wheeling themselves along on a drip stand. It's utterly, utterly disgusting and outrageous. While everyone at house else is told that they're on lockdown, we have the police and ambulances all going and putting flashing lights on on hospital grounds and all these nurses are outside and I saw one person singing with a microphone. They're having a party while everyone else is unlawfully incarcerated in their homes and we're, we're meant to clap like performing seals at 7pm on a Thursday, I believe it is. No, outrageous. Open your windows and doors, folks, and shout hashtag lies and tyranny. Hashtag lies and tyranny because our government is shafting us when we're not looking. Now back onto this vaccine and this test. Let me tell you about the test. There were 200 people who got sick in a, who were at a, a dirty food market in Wuhan. Of those 200 people, seven of them were taken. Now based on their symptoms, which was a high temperature, a cough, um, they had low lymphocytes, I believe, low macrophages, and they didn't get better after three days using antibiotics, they were diagnosed as having a virus, a virus. Now, instead of saying, well, maybe it was the dirty food market. No, it was a virus. Now, based on that, they took some of the fluid from those patients' lungs, the little air sacs at the bottom of their lungs called the alveoli, they were full of fluid. And it was the same test, which is used to determine if someone has cancer. They took some of that fluid from their lungs and they didn't isolate or visualize the virus. Quick biology lesson. DNA is a code in your cell and it's needed for cell activity. RNA converts the DNA to a protein for cell function. Mm -hmm. DNA is the code, RNA converts it to a protein for cell function. They didn't isolate or visualize the virus from that fluid, no. They took the RNA and then they made a test. Now, if you're making a test, you have to follow, as all doctors know, the gold standard. The gold standard means that you would take a test that's already there. You would take maybe 100 patients who don't have the virus, 100 patients that do, and they're showing symptoms of it. And then you would use your test, run it against the gold standard, and your 100 that didn't have it should test negative. And your 100 that do, 
the majority should test positive. Run it against your gold standard and there's your test. They didn't do any of that. There was no gold standard. They came up with a test instantly without visualizing or isolating the test, uh, sorry, the virus. Why is that? Maybe that was because they wanted to get that straight away because it's a pandemic, scandemic. So then if you look at the COVID-19 under a microscope, it looks identical to an exosome. Now the cell in your body has exosomes in there. And when you are really sick, they come out. When you have lots and lots of toxins in your body and you need to do a cleanup, mm. those exosomes come out, suck up the toxins like a sponge and they have a little lock on them. And that little lock is very specific. The body knows which one of those exosomes it needs. Those then head off to some cells that have the key. And what a surprise, those cells are your immune cells. So exosomes, and COVID-19 look identical under a microscope. They're the same size, the same diameter, and they both have the same thing called an ACE2 receptor. So just going on to something else now, if you cough or sneeze, those exosomes, those virus, nanoparticle viruses, virus and exosome are the same thing. Dr. James Hildreth, a leading virologist of many publications, much greater than my qualifications, said they're one and the same, they're the same thing. And so has Dr. Kaufman, so has Dr. Shiva, and many other very credited doctors and scientists have said the same, not just me, the lowly nurse. So these exosomes and virus being the same thing, looking exactly like a COVID-19, and they do a good job. They're nanoparticles. When you sneeze or cough them out, they go straight through a mask, they're so small. So why is everyone wearing this mask? because it's a big psyop to keep everyone in a perpetual state of anxiety. So they remain on their knees to the corruption of lies and tyranny. Now, the next thing I'd just like to say is, what would make those exosomes come out of your cells? Toxicity. So what would those toxins be? Toxins in the water, toxins in the environment, toxins in our food, cancer cells, um, and electromagnetic uh, radiation, that's toxic. Um, fear, anxiety, everyone's full of fear. Well, I'm not, but a lot of people are. They're all fear. So can you see, we would all have exosomes coming out of our body all the time. Now this test took RNA. Now there's something else as well that they did. They did another test where they blow up this RNA and keep blowing it up bigger and bigger and bigger so they can see it. Now there's a standard in this test that without going into too many details, it you don't really go above 25, 35. You stay in that range. Anything above 45 means that you've blown it up so big, it's <laughs> contaminated. What a surprise. They blew the RNA up to 45. So it's already contaminated. So this test in other independent studies proved it to be 80% false positive. So what that means, folks, is if you're not exhibiting any symptoms, but someone else is near you, and they test you with this test that is 80% false positive, which means you haven't got it. You're never likely to get it. It's telling you that you've got it. Now go back to the laws a minute. That means that you can be taken out of your house or your children, any of your beloved family members, and taken to a place of detention and isolation where who knows what happens with a flawed test. And who have they given the, um, the rights to do this? The police. Now, the police, if you die in custody, don't need to issue the death certificate again. So remember, I'm saying all of this goes back to a really big 
opportunity for abuse of power, which we've seen with several police officers that have been filmed once just being suspended for screaming at a young man. He would arrest him for breaking these laws, which are not laws, they're rules. Um, and he would make it up, quote, because who would they believe him, the, the bad, the, you know, the young lad, the bad guy or the police? Oh. Complete um, complete abuse of powers, and that actually is against the law and carries a 16-year uh, prison sentence. So, so do you see what's happening here? This pandemic scandemic has got everyone on their knees with a fake test. Now, COVID-19, there are many, many labs all around the world, and let me tell you what they do, because I've looked at quite a few of these companies as well. They buy up aborted fetal tissue, mold, funguses, um, they buy up cancer. They buy up DNA from all these fools that give their DNA to ancestry sites. Don't do it, folks. Um, and what they do is they take old viruses they, and they splice it. They genetically modify it and make very dangerous organisms. Very, very dangerous. And these labs have had many near misses where some has been leaked out. And you have to ask yourself, if there's a really deadly virus, why is anyone keeping it in a lab anyway? Because it's going to be a bioweapon. There's no reason to keep these things that could wipe out humanity. None whatsoever. So long ago, when it all broke, um, COVID-19, I heard a, a scientist saying that there was an inversion in the gene sequence. Imagine a string of pearls, your gene sequence. There was an inversion that was vector technology and he said it came from a lab and it is starting to come out that it's from a lab and that it has a patent on it you can't patent what's natural so go back to the SARS virus when they made a vaccine for the SARS virus and they made it based on a lab strain when those people that had it went in and got the wild strain they became far more sick and in all the labs when they did it with animals they all died so you now have, um, you have, was, was this COVID-19 in those mandatory vaccines in China in, De in December of 2019? Was it? Who would know? What, was that a strain in the vaccines, the flu vaccines that are giving to all the elderly and those with comorbidities? And remember the flu vaccine that is, is paraded around the schools Mm. squirted up children's noses in the UK and it has mercury in it, thimerosal, that's what it is, it has that in it, the olfactory nerve that goes to the brain can become inflamed and those children can die from um, encephalitis, inflammation of the brain, you can die from anaphylactic reaction. Yeah. Now going back, remember what I said about exosomes, when you're so toxic they come out of the cell to clean up those toxins and that includes toxins in vaccines if you have more than two to three of these exosomes at one time it overwhelms the body and you can die so if you're so toxic you can die now let's just go back to those vaccines again the flu vaccine aluminium is in these as well it's used as a uh, an agent to make you have a bigger immune response and it certainly does you have an immune response that never switches off and it destroys part of your immune cells, it stops them from working. So your body then ranks up the next part, the cytokine, and you end up with a really high temperature, cytokine storm, fluid in your lungs, and you go into organ failure. Is that sounding familiar? So all of that mercury and aluminium is accumulative. It settles in the brain and it never leaves. Remember the term, mad as a hatter? 
They mm. used to use mercury to stiffen the hats and the people that the milliners used to go mad. So these these things are happening. Is that and we that also Is that where that came from? Mad as a hatter's from the mercury. Yes. Hats? Yes. Yes, that's exactly where it came from. The mercury fumes, the mercury was used to stiffen the hats and it's accumulative. Now we are in, in America, they stopped doing the um, flu shots up the nose, but we do it here. Why? We're killing our children and they know this. There was one parent got in touch with me, their child was in intensive care after this. So everyone's getting the flu vaccine in December. So now you have people going to the hospital and the World Health Organization said everyone must be diagnosed with COVID until proven otherwise. Proven otherwise with this rubbish test, this test that's 80% false negative, false positive. And let's just remember the doctors now can say what they like. They can put it on any certificate because no, no one's going to tell the coroner you get bagged, tagged and incinerated. And that's the end of it. So. So what, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying all doctors are bad and all nurses are bad, but I've certainly met very bad doctors. I've met good ones. I've met very bad nurses and I've met good ones. I've met good police officers and I've met really bad ones. Let's be honest here. So, so what we have is we have people going into hospital with all different things. And I know because I've had people contacting me, relatives, whose, whose relatives have gone in with a heart attack and they've diagnosed it as, as COVID. Um, so just a pointer, if you if you have any insurance policy, it's all nil and void when there's a pandemic. A pandemic, your insurance doesn't count. So you have people going into hospital that have comorbidities, high blood pressure, diabetes. They've got underlying health conditions. They've got cancer. They've got lots of things wrong with them. They might have had the flu vaccine, and they are being diagnosed as having COVID. And then that's what's going on their death certificate, and that's what we're being told they've got when they might not actually die of that at all. And who gets to see the, the bio, biochemistry, the hematology, the pathology reports, do we? No, I can read them, show me. But um, so, so what we're seeing in places like in America, in, in East Coast America, there was a doctor who came out of intensive care and he said, and I'll, I'll tell you about a nurse as well who did contact me. He said, this is not like a virus I've seen. These patients have fluid on their lungs. They look like they have altitude sickness as so though they've been thrown out of a plane. And when we ventilate them, which is the gold standard of what they're told to do, the protocol, they're dying. And, and he said, we need to change this. We mustn't be ventilating them. So what, what other thing gives you those same symptoms of this pandemic, scandemic? Now they've tagged in liver problems, kidney problems, you know, the high temperature, the fluid in your lungs, the, the um, tinnitus, the brain fog, the collapsing. I'll tell you what else gives you that. Radiation poisoning. That gives you that as well. Uh, and we've seen, we saw that in Gateshead when they brought in 5G in 2015. So going back to New York, this doctor said, um, th this was, he, he didn't know what it was. He's now been moved out of intensive care and he's now in A&E. What a surprise. You know, don't fix the problem, just move the, the truth seeker. So we, we see that all along the East Coast, they now have 5G. So we now, people are saying, oh, conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists, that very phrase was thought up by a military person in the government to discredit those that speak the truth. I also had a teacher contact me a couple of days ago who teaches teachers and in the curriculum now, and I've also seen it, lots of teachers are sending it to me, conspiracy theory is now considered to be... Um, it's considered to be radicalization. And the police are even putting that on their Facebook pages. Do you know anyone who's, who's 
forwarding conspiracy theories. This is now radicalization. Come and speak to us in confidence. Are you kidding me? That speaking the truth is radicalization? If you are a police officer out there, or you are a nurse, or you are a doctor, and you know the truth, and you're complicit in it, because you think you're going to get paid, and you're getting the golden ticket to get out of here, let me tell you something about 5G. It doesn't discriminate, and you're going to be first in the firing line to get that vaccine when they make it mandatory. So you're not going to get out of the jail card free either. You're in it with us. We're all in it together. And if you're complicit, you've got blood on your hands. And there's only one person that's going to judge you in the end. And that's God above. Would you like to interject or should I continue? Well, I, mean, I, I think, I'm just, I, I, we are, we, you know, some of the comments here are amazing. Um, our, our, our friends and the people that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people on the feed right now. And they just think that you are amazing and that what you are saying is clearly resonating with a lot of people out there. I mean, what can we do about it? Because I think a lot of people on here are in, in agreement that the, 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 the wool is being pulled over our eyes. Um, and but what, what can we do? What, what, what can we do about this in, in, from your point of view? Well, first of all, we have to just talk. Uh, it's a problem reaction solution. And when you know the solution, the agenda is always the solution. Remember, they always have the solution before they create the problem. Always. So, so, His Grace the Duke of Marlborough says something about the English Olympics. Did, is that oh, yes. The okay, so let's just go back, first of all, because it's always good to go back. I like to look in my rearview mirror. So if we look, first of all, at the 2012 Olympics, and I was very fortunate, it's God's mercy. God puts everyone in front of me because he knows I wish to speak the truth. So the 2012 Olympics opening ceremony, I never watched it. I was very busy with my four children, but everyone kept saying, go watch it. In the 2012 opening ceremony, and I recently, as I say, I met a producer who was a Christian and they spoke out against it, how dark it was. And they didn't want it to go ahead. So let me just tell people, I would urge you all to zip onto YouTube and watch it. There's one, and there's another one as well that people should go and watch. Another one of the, the, um, the people sitting at the devil's picnic. Madonna was at the Eurovision Song Contest and she did a, a song and it's, it, will, it will make your hair stand up on the back of your neck. And she's there and there's children uh, in, in little dresses and then they're wearing gas masks and then they all die on the floor. And then the whole place goes up in flames and then she ascends up a staircase into the clouds. And she's got other um, ghoul figures coming on the stage. And that was the Eurovision. I mean, how do these people get away with, with doing things like that on a stage with children? It's outrageous. Well, and then you have, you have the woman sitting there um, on, the, on the TV t telling us how she's donating millions to the Bill Gates Foundation. And, and then she also, then you've got Ellen DeGeneres, as I like to call her, yeah. another one that's um, sitting licking his shoes, the Bill Gates Foundation. I mean, who is Bill Gates? He's, and he's pushing, saying that without this vaccine, people can't come out of lockdown. And this is not lockdown. It's an unlawful, unlawful incarceration. And we have to stop calling it lockdown. Stop using their words. And, and folks as well using um, essential workers. These are terms from Nazi Germany. And remember, I keep going back to, if you want to see what's going to happen, look back in history. 
people in Germany didn't believe that their government were going to kill them. They didn't believe that their government would do that. And I believe it was about 12 years that they looked at who had all the, the gold, the furs, the oil paintings and all the rest of it. And then they systematically went across Germany and Poland and took away all of these things. And then the Polish people were then, uh, sorry, the Jewish people were then made to wear uh, the Star of David and had to carry papers as essential workers. And then they were all moved to one area and then we know they were then moved onto cattle trucks and then they were killed. And, and so what you see now is that would be, uh, you know, we might not fall for it that way. So how would you do it very quietly? Well, if we move on to vaccines and about what's, what's in vaccines and the, the World Health Organization's agenda for 2020, you can go look this up. Um, it was it was to vaccinate the world, and their their word was their words were no one will be left behind. Not this is to make people healthier. Uh, and if we watch Bill Gates on recordings and on TED talks, he states that vaccinations will control the population. Now, how is a vaccination, if it's for health, going to control the population? I just want to point this out first for a few people. First of all, the World Health Organization, the gentleman who runs it was on a terrorist wanted list in America for his crimes in his own country and for the starvation of lots of Ethiopian people. He's not a doctor and that terrorist sits on there. The next thing is that um, the Bill Gates Foundation went into India with a trial polio vaccine and killed, I believe it was something like 148,000 babies instantly and paralysed over 68,000 more. I think I've actually got those figures wrong. It's much higher because it went over and over. I think that was 2008, but he's done lots more. He then went into Africa and using a tetanus vaccine, thousands and thousands of women were then made sterile. Now, um, that vaccine was independently tested and it did have sterility ca uh, causing agents in it. So that's been done. So, so what you, you have now is babies are given these vaccines from a very young age when babies are born. So when a woman gets pregnant, that child will get immunity over the placenta from the mother. And then when the baby's born, ideally to be breastfed for two years, it will get more immunity in the breast milk. Then when that child grows, it has a thymus gland in its chest. And by the time that child is like 18, 19, it has a fully developed immunity. And so you, you're in, in, in amongst all your, your elders, young, old family members, and that's how you get herd immunity, not from a vaccine, a vaccine destroys it. So let's look, look at what's in the vaccines. We've already said mercury, which goes into the brain and it, and it sets up inflammation. It causes dementia. It overstimulates the immune system. It kills you. Aluminium, it ruins your immunity, goes to the brain and causes Alzheimer's dementia and overstimulates your immune system. I'd just like to add, the blood-brain barrier is there to stop toxins going to the brain. 2.4 gigahertz opens that blood-brain barrier. And what is that? Your Wi-Fi. That wasn't just a mistake. Of course it wasn't, it was all a plan. So, so what you now have is you have viruses, fungus, mold in this. Um, they've also had parasites added into it, nanoparticles of this aluminium. Then you have aborted cell lines, immortalized cell lines. So if we look at the measles vaccine in the 60s, measles was just a mild disease. And 
um, parents said when they got their children got it, they were much healthier later. There was a study in the Lancet, not even a rag, it was their top magazine, that said that when those that had these childhood diseases, it protects them in later life. And when they hadn't had a really good response to these diseases as children, um, they had more bone disease and 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 cancers. So this is clearly a way that we we detox, that we build our immunity. So so looking at these immortalized cell lines. So measles has already been eradicated by ninety eight percent because of good nutrition, good sanitation, good good um, healthcare healthcare before it was ruined, and and we didn't have all and again so you didn't have all these toxins. It was a cleaner environment. And then they brought in this uh, vaccine and what they did was they they needed to get fetuses that had 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 this virus. So what they did was they tricked women and said that they'd been exposed to it and they would need to now abort their fetuses. And they didn't use one fetus like the doctor. I can't remember what his name is, said it was just one. It wasn't. Uh, there were there were over 100 and they took these fetuses and then they um, used it's called immortalized cells. So you have a female one and a male one and, and they use letters and numbers and nurses don't even know this. Now these immortalized cells are in this vaccine and what that means is they don't switch off. So the longer they're there and they keep dividing, mm. they turn into cancer. And how do we have evidence of that? One in two in the UK Will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime and by i believe it's 2050 that's set to be everybody that's your children my children will all be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime and uh remember what i said about chemotherapy that study 92,000 patients who was alive at 10 years under three percent so and remember it's a huge industry it's an industry it makes money so you have all these vaccines being put into this child it's over 70 and then they're coming up with more and more and more. So they realized there was a problem with these immortalized cell lines. So they're now making more. And there was a one in Sweden. And let me tell you, it's really graphic. The where they needed to get the brain tissue from these babies and they needed it in a good sterile environment. So they took these women with the 16 to 20 week old fetuses. They put, put a clamp around the baby's head and pulled its head down into the birth canal. They drilled a hole into its skull and they used a suction equipment and sucked out the brain tissue to use in vaccines. It's barbaric, but yes, it happens. But just in case there's anyone out there that's a snowflake, I'm sorry. This is what's in vaccines and you need to know. How do we, I mean, how, how do we know that that's what, where did you it's get It's all documented. I'm going to send, I can send you some. What I'd really like you to do is um, in the comment section of this feed, put up the various different links where people can go to the source documents on these because obviously you know what I would say to anyone probably one of the best places to look is Vaxxed the movie yeah because all of the doctors they consolidated everything I can give you a couple of YouTube lectures because you're lay people and on those lectures you will actually see the places where you can go Google and see all this because there's a thing that's called water birthing and it's illegal to do it in America. So they took it to China and they delivered, I think it was um, seven fetuses, 20 week fetuses. So they were delivered in the placenta, uh, sorry, in the um, sack with the amniotic fluid. And then they were, it was cut open and these babies were alive. And then they harvested the kidneys and the livers 
from these children when they're alive. And remember, babies are born at 24 weeks and survive. This is barbaric. If you look up pharmakia, the translation, because it was Greek, it's sorcery. Mm. I mean, who? It's defiling your body. I, 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 I had so I many vaccines a child. Of sorry, sorry, I just mean to interrupt you here. Um, His Grace from, from Blenheim has just uh, meant put a word up saying tripanning. What, what is tripanning? Oh, it's it's drilling a hole uh, into the baby's skull. Ah, okay. And sucking out the brain. I mean, it's we. I, I, I'm a vegan and I'm a real animal lover. Um, and it's horrific when I see that. But I, my first job was in a gynaecology ward, and we did um, between five and fifteen suction terminations a day up to twelve weeks. I saw horrors, and I've asked God for forgiveness, and that's haunted me once I realised, you know, what was going on. And then I've since seen lots of footage, pro-life footage, of terminations that are done beyond that. Right. And they're not always done. You know, I've seen, I, I, there was a Polish doctor who, who went to prison for what he did when these children were born alive. But the point is, you have a lot of people out there wearing gas masks and gloves, which is ridiculous. And then we see the police all standing side by side or sitting in their police cars. The bin men are coming down my, my road, sitting in their truck. If, if the nurses and doctors really thought, and the police, that this was a pandemic that was going to kill them or kill their loved ones, honestly, self-preservation kicks in. And you wouldn't want to be taking that virus home to your children when you're around these people that have got it. They know no one's getting it. Of course they do. And you know what else? Um, you, you know, one of these nurses got in touch with me. She said, we got an email today saying it's not transferred on our clothes or our hair so we can go home and hog our children. Well, that just blows it all right out the water. And this six foot rule, six, I mean, they started this satanic six foot apart or six foot under. Why not tag another six on it? So that six foot rule, that wasn't a scientific model. Someone just came up with it. And like I said, that's used in, in recognition, facial recognition. The army used that to keep them distant so they can see where the soldiers are, otherwise they're all together. And, and all of that, like I said, the masks don't stop it. So what we have is this fear. People are so fearful that they're going to die, that they're going to catch this virus that doesn't, you're not going to catch unless it's injected into you, that we've now lost our discernment. Our, our human behaviour where an old lady fell over in a car park and no one picked her up. You've got people walking. I videoed someone doing it. To get away from people walking on a pavement, she walked in the middle of the road with traffic coming at 40, 40 miles an hour. When I worked in A&E, when, when you, a car veers off the road because of an accident, it ploughs into people on the street. So there were kids walking along that. So you have this foolish lady walking along, head in the air, cars breaking behind her with pedestrians walking down the pavement. It's so foolish. And so they think they're going to have a vaccine and they're going to queue up for it that's going to save them. How many children have died to get that vaccine? That's the first thing. How many products are in that vaccine that are going to kill you? Lots. And they've been brainwashed into thinking this pandemic, scandemic is going to kill them. So they're accepting it. Now, moving on to the next bit. Yeah. What, what, do, we, what do we have to do to... Well, uh, we, you know, we're all on our knees. Well, I'm not. Um, this unlawful lockdown and the police going up. To, I saw three police cars all flashing signs for some kids on a skate park. Really? 
and we're paying for that petrol. Um, you know, people need to get up off their knees and, and stop um, idolising false idols. We need to say, what? why is the economy being bottomed out? People are being ruined. For what? You know, for people who don't have food. For this this pandemic that people aren't dying like what they're saying. Everyone's being told they've got it that goes in there. The laws have been changed, the draconian laws that put all of us at risk. And then on top of that, we're told essential workers. When was laying fibre optic cables and putting 5G cell masts up mm. and putting antennas on LED lights to take 5G? When was that essential work and why is it all being done while we're all on this unlawful lockdown in, in incarceration? Now, if we move on to that, when radar first came in, in the 1900s, 5G was actually around then. And you can look up military papers. Now, a lot of the radar operators got very sick, so they had to start doing studies on the effects of this electromagnetic field on all biological life. And what it actually does is it rips your DNA apart. Remember, the DNA is the code in your cell for cell activity. RNA converts it to a protein for cell function. That rips your DNA apart. It destroys your body. It causes cancer. If you go back to um, what happened in the Bikini Islands when they kept testing atomic bombs every week and how sick those people got, that radiation and that went on for years and years and those people got very sick with all kinds of cancers all their children died look that up and, and how the bikini came to be it was from those bombs you, you really i can't remember the name of the islands i've actually got it saved i'll send you the link so there's loads and loads of studies been done on 30 gigahertz but when you go beyond that 60 gigahertz, up to 100, up to 666 terahertz. Isn't that interesting? 666 again. Just one second. His Grace has just asked a question. What was it this man on the TV tonight asking Rob about the rehearsal of the pandemic? Oh, the 201. The 201. There was a, there was a rehearsal of the uh, what would happen in a pandemic. I, I believe it was done by, I actually pulled it up after you said it to me. Um, and remember, these are like, they do these things to see what we'll actually do and what we'll accept. Uh, and, 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 you know, this is false flag isn't, you know, fake. False flag actually is a military tactic. Um, so yep. let oh, I, when, I, when, I, when, event when, 201, event 201. So event 201 was done where they looked at, they keep trying to get rid of it. <laughs> Every time you do it, someone tries to get rid of looking it up. They did an actual event like this with a pandemic and everyone would go on lockdown to see what would do, what would happen. So this was done, I believe it was last year, event 201. Now remember that this entire strategy for what we were going to do um, is ran by a computer program it's not science it was a computer program it's not pulling it up just now but it, it was called event 201 where they did a plan to see well, what I know Rob tonight on the television he was asked to, to for the details of that pilot that they did i've got it here uh, yeah and he basically then he he said well these things don't exist anymore that he could he when he was when he was confronted about it he was very very weak and i think we have to demand the results of that from him I really like people like that because I call them the lying liars of lies. 
because Event 201, the John Hopkins Centre for Health and Security in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, hosted Event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise on October 18, 2019 in New York. The exercise illustrated areas where public-private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe plan, uh, pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences. So folks, let me just tell you, because this is another thing as well, when you're dealing with these lying liars of lies, which is what they are, and make no bones about it, they want to reduce the world population. I know for some that might sound quite bizarre, but that's exactly what it is. And you and me are not in those plans. We are not the 1%. And uh, for all those people like Madonna and Ellen Degenerate, and uh, who's the other one? Um, uh, Lady Lady Gag, Lady Lady Gaga. Um, all of these foolish people supporting these murderers, and Bill Gates really is a murderer and should be held up in a court of law for genocide, and it should be God's law. And and when one and there's somebody to bear witness to that. It's normally a tree and a rope is God's law. So let me read this to you. In the UK, SAGE, now this is from lots of documents and it's been consolidated down. I've read these documents. In the UK, SAGE is deciding when our lockdown ends. The government chief medical advisor, officer, sorry, Chris Whitty sits on SAGE in 2008, he received $40 million from the Bill Gates Foundation for his malarial research when he was in Africa. A year later, he was appointed chief medical advisor to the DFID, that's the Department of International Development, which funds Gavi, the Global Vaccine Alliance, Bill Gates, which is partnered with the civil society, George Soros, and the World Health Organization, the DFID helps fund Bill Gates's world vaccine agenda for profit. The DFID UK will host the Global Vaccine Summit in 2020 to promote the Bill Gates agenda and the Gavi Alliance ID 2020. They want everyone to have an ID microchip. The Bill Gates funded Imperial College, the Freemasonic. Now the Imperial College, remember, is doing all the vaccine trials right now. And they're offering people 600 and something pound to go and be in the vaccine trials. And as these people are, have got no money because they're all on their knees because of this lockdown, unlawful lockdown. So the Free Imperial College is working with Gavi, the Global Vaccine Alliance, to produce vaccines for Gates. The chair of SAGE is Sir Patrick Valance, an ex-GlaxoSmithKline head scientist. There's little in the public domain about Sage's workings and it's difficult to see any of it. Um, but what I will say is Sage has declined to examine any concerns. The banks have issued pandemic bonds. The banks have issued vaccine bonds. Therefore, the government is running a profit scam. So what can we do about it? Well, 5G is going in. It's a military weapon. It will stop your oxygen from binding to the protein portion of your red blood cells, your erythrocytes, the hemoglobin, if you're hit with that beam. It is, it is set to increase by 500% over five years. It is a military weapon. It's not 3 and 4G, it's completely different. When 4G goes out, it's like a little dome and it loses its velocity. 
5G is completely different. It's columnized, it's pulsing. Someone's got a phone at the end of a football pitch and you're at the other end without one, you're gonna get hit with as much of that as they are. There are uh, 50,000 satellites going up, 120 a month. You will literally be in a smart grid. And when it all is ranked up, it will be literally like you, every direction you turn in, having a gun pointed at your forehead, the sides of your head, the top of your head and behind your head, wherever you walk. If you're hit with that beam direct, they don't have to lock and load. There's no mess, there's no blood, there's no bodies blown to parts. You'll just literally drop down within about five seconds and you'll be dead within three to five minutes of lack of oxygen to the brain. If you get bathed in it and it's not a direct hitter, it's not high enough, you're gonna to start to get a cough. You're gonna to start to get fluid in your lungs. You're gonna to start to get a really high temperature. You're gonna to start to get lots of things happening and you're gonna die. You're gonna be in one of those empty nightingale wards that they're planning for something. Um, and if you don't get hit with that and it's low grade, you're gonna get a, a cough, just a dry cough, and you're gonna to start to develop cancers and get really, really sick. Now, I just wanna tell you what a nurse told me. I think it was last week or the week before, they had seven babies born dead in one day with no amniotic fluid and three born another day with no fluid. And they were scratching their heads. They'd not seen anything like that. That's exactly what 5G does to you, that radiation poisoning. Because when that baby's in all that fluid, it affects it even more. Barry Tower talked about this years and years ago. I believe it was UNICEF talked about how this, this electromagnetic radiation in schools in the 70s was so dangerous for these kids and how it affects their brains. And yet here we are, while we've all been on this unlawful lockdown, they're putting this all around schools, in schools. A couple of head teachers said that they'd been told to say it was cleaners coming in, but they weren't, they were setting up all the 5G. Mm -hmm. So all our kids are gonna head right back out into these kill grids ready for this depopulation, the Georgia Guidestones, why no one has took a tractor and smashed those things to bits, where they talk about saving the planet and keeping the population to under half a billion. So when Bill Gates is on there talking about it controls the population, he's not a medic and he's saying that we've all got to be vaccinated, it's the only way before we can get out. Now remember Tony Blair? Tony mm. Blair, who is responsible for the murder of over 2 million men, women and children, non-combatants in illegal wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, found mm. guilty by a war crimes tribunal judge not allowed into Kenya, has come out publicly and said that we need a one world government to tackle this virus and how he will be heading the mass testing of the UK population with this test that's 80% false positives that they can then take you out of your house. Do you see folks how we are literally on our knees in the valley and the enemy is all around us, the last push with the bayonets drawn. And unless we get up off our knees and say no to this, then it's gonna be too late because once that 5G goes on, and it is, I will say it again, it is a military weapon with no place in domestic society. And for all those engineers who are saying, oh, it's not, it's safe. No, it's not. There's lots and lots of papers out there, military papers. The ship that was out in Japan that they said had COVID virus on it, it has medallion 
technology on it, which is military technology Wi-Fi. It has 5G on it. You don't need to take my word for it. Go Google it. Be your best Googler. Be your best researcher. You can go onto PubMed. You can go everywhere and look up everything I'm telling you now while you've got the internet. But folks, if we don't do this soon and get up off our knees for the sake of our children, they're not going to have a future at all because this is coming. And if you think I'm foolish, the people have said that in Germany and mm. how many died, not just the Jewish people, the gypsies, the Polish, the homosexuals, the mentally and physically disabled, they were all wiped out. And they're using the same phrases today, essential workers. And just before I go any further, do you see on that video? Now, what we're doing is making these nurses have hero status. No, that's their job. I'm a nurse. I don't want to work in the NHS. I refuse to work in a pimp pharmaceutical pushing establishment, which is what I think it is now because no one knows how to heal. They only know how to push drugs. I'm not talking about A&E. I'm talking about the rest of it. But we put them at this hero status when they're quiet. It's not hero status. They're doing a job they signed up for, but they are complicit in lies. And I know this because many of them are coming forward. And so we need to really get up on our feet. I certainly will be at that, um, that Gavi, that 2020 thing in May campaigning in my natural nurse in a toxic world outfit, because that should never be allowed. We don't need vaccinations. Nature, God gave us an amazing body that given the right opportunity, it can heal. But if you're eating foods, that are pesticide, herbicide, fungicide, all over them, GMO foods, you're gonna to get toxic, you're gonna to get sick, you're gonna be nutritionally deficient. If you're drinking fluoride, chlorine, bromine, it displaces iodine from the thyroid gland. And lack of iodine in the human body is the biggest uh, uh, disease causing factor. What did Hitler use? He used cyclone chlorine gas. That's why when you have a really hot shower and you're in an enclosed space, you start to feel sick and a little bit like you're going to faint. It's because of the chlorine, the chlorine fumes. So you shouldn't be having fluoride. You shouldn't be using fluoride toothpaste. Lots of studies out there. I've got a stick from the Environmental Protection Agency on fluoride. You shouldn't be having Wi-Fi. You should be switching your Wi-Fi off at night. Don't have smart meters. Get them out your house. Don't sign up to this. Get rid of it all. We need to not be taking all these toxic drugs. Use clean makeup. Don't be using personal care products that are dirty. Don't be using Roundup Ready on your gardens. It's Monsanto. They were taken to court. They had to pay out, was it 50 million to a guy because it causes cancer. These things are all there. Let me just tell you something, folks. Zinc is a mineral that's needed by the mast cells in the lungs. 2.7 billion people in the world are zinc deficient. Zinc is needed by the body, it's needed by the brain. It's needed to inhibit an enzyme that converts your good testosterone into bad testosterone and zinc is stored in the testes. But no doctor tells you when you've got prostate cancer or to avoid getting prostate, prostate cancer, start taking zinc, 50 to 100 milligrams. But glyphosate, it actually blocks the uptake of zinc by the plant. So there you've got plants that are deficient in it and they're using zinc for industrial purposes. There's only about 21 years worth of zinc left on this beautiful planet. So do you see what's happening? We're being poisoned 
by all different things, be it vaccines, be it the uh, Frankenstein foods, be it the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, the, the electromagnetic field. This is all happening. And we need to really wake up because if we don't, the plan is that they're going to depopulate and very fast. Well, you have really, really, really opened our eyes this evening. As God is my witness, I answer to one man alone, and that's the Lord above. He gave me authority on this earth to speak the truth. Psalm 91, and that's all about protection. I pray, dear God, our Father, I ask that you place a ring of fire around everyone who is listening to this tonight, that you protect us, our family, our children, our pets, from those that will cause harm to us. We ask them, Lord, that you drive them from their hiding places and that you crush them underfoot. We ask that those that are at the picnic with Satan, that you open their eyes, Lord, to see the truth and to hear the truth. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 That is so beautiful. And thank you so much. Irina, you had a little request for Kate in relation to our uh, staff member. Yes, uh, yes, Kate. If you could please say a prayer for a lady that we have working for us. She obviously is at home now. She's 70 years old and she's a housekeeper here. And yesterday her husband died and he, oh. and he had a heart attack and she was on her own and she just and he just he just died all of a sudden she couldn't even say goodbye so if you could please say a prayer for her what's her name sorry susan susan susan, susan. dear god our father we thank you for taking susan's husband back to your back to your heaven lord we know that now he is where he should be we know that you are protecting him and that he is overseeing everything. And we know, Lord, that you have Susan with you. We know that you are in her and that you are all around her. We ask you, Lord, that you guide her through her grief. And we know that one day she will be reunited in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That is that is absolutely beautiful. They they were together for fifty years, and they're very hardworking couple. And I just you know, it, it it's unfortunately a very good cardiologist friend of ours told us that he's seeing increases of heart attacks all over London during the lockdown. Of course, because it's not natural. We are social creatures. Folks, this is completely by design. This is a psyop. When in our bodies, on in our DNA, we have little things called telomeres. And every time the cell divides, a little bit snaps off and snaps off. And that really determines how long we live. And, and a scientist in the 60s, she looked at this. Uh, I believe it was a woman. And um, what affects those little things the most is not, is not the toxicity. It's our emotions. So if we're lonely, if we're sad, if we're feeling unappreciated, that affects it much more. Now, she determined that if everything was good, that we should live till we're 120. And that's actually what it said in the Bible. We are meant to live till we're 120. The hunters in the Himalayas who have no cancer in their tribe lived till they're around about 120 years old. They don't eat any of the garbage food. Now, so when we're on our own and we're isolated and we're not seeing our family, first of all, it ruins our herd immunity. And second, 
it affects us on a spiritual psychological level this is all by design and this is the whole thing about um uh, socially distancing and people are doing it bigger and bigger it's to it's to drive us apart and and now you know they're they're talking about they had some team at cambridge university coming up with measures so that we could be let free from this unlawful incarceration but we would continue to do this social isolation so we would still have to keep distance walk on the right no kissing do you see what's happening this is a psyop this is a psyop to break okay. down break down what we're supposed to be as humans yeah. and if all of you go out and read the book by aldous huxley brave new world now, Aldous Huxley was a member of the Committee of 300. This is a ruling elite. He was also a relative of um, Darwin. You know, Darwin's theory of evolution. So we could cast away that it was actually God who created this earth. So he wrote a book called Brave New World. And in it, he talks about utopia. And everything outside of utopia is the savage reservation. And there's no more families. No one has partnerships. No one has relationships. It's frowned upon to be uh, monogamous you must be promiscuous they have eltas betas delphas deltas gammas epsilon semimoron everyone enjoys what they do the babies are all born in test tubes the women all take a birth control pill the the epsilon semimoron they bud the embryo 99 times when you get old they give you a drug called soma and you wear a virtual reality hat so that you can just enjoy yourself in ignorant bliss but what's really really interesting is this book was written in the 1930s when all of these things were fantastical but it wasn't really the science fiction novel that it was hailed to be aldous huxley was a member of the committee of 300 and it was a blueprint for society he wrote this blueprint for society and that is what is playing out now we've already got the pill we've already got the breakdown of the family you know if you have uh, a single parent with three children from the same father, you get a certain amount of money for each one of them. If you are a single parent with four children from different fathers, you get a higher amount of money for each of those children because they're from different fathers. So they want the father out of the way because then that makes those children more susceptible to paedophilia and it also makes them more likely to go through the judicial system. So when people are studying this, you know, the study of society and the family, what they don't realize is they're not really studying that framework. That framework was made first and the people are pushed into it, not the okay. people developed the framework. So uh, thank you. And, and, and there's one other thing I just want to ask you about because, and thank you for your prayers for Susan. One of the things I wanted to ask about, we've been following the work very closely of Dr. Zelenko in New York, who treated 1,600, uh, 1,400, 1400 uh, patients. And, with yeah. yeah. With hydroxychloroquine. And um, obviously zinc is a major part of that protocol, zithromycin, zinc. But what he says is you've got to get it to people early. Of course, uh, this is also the cure for um, apparent malaria. For, for malaria, but also for radiation sickness. Yes. So this is quite interesting. But my thing is, is that um, what, what a what are you, what are your thoughts on the hydroxychloroquine protocol? Uh, that's that's really my, my. I just wanted to know what you thought about that because it's something that only two out of the 
1,400 patients that came to him died? Yes. So first of all, um, missionaries in um, Africa, Christian missionaries, have been using a natural version of that and having success with all the patients after 40 days. Um, there are, there are nat you can buy the natural uh, form of that. It's fantastic. But again, like you say, if this was a virus, it would be, they would be given antivirilytic drugs. And, but these patients uh, are not. So he's having that success, the same as when you give these patients high doses of vitamin C, which is an antioxidant. Yeah. Uh, all of these things, uh, sorry, that's one of my daughter's friends trying to ring me on, trying to ring my daughter on my laptop. Um, so it's fantastic. So why, when he's having these successes and it works for radiation poisoning, why is no one saying, well, hang on a minute, let's, let's get lots of that. And also, if this is working as though it's radiation sickness and it's not a virus, why is no one going backwards? Because remember, problem, reaction, solution. The solution is always the agenda. So they're telling us the solution is the vaccine. Hmm. when someone's already come up with a solution if that was the fact that you know that he's having these successes then surely that would make sense that they'd have it everywhere yeah. where they're having yeah. these pandemic attacks all these people that are sick well I, we know I, isn't true. <laughs> I actually um have been in touch with his office and he spoke to a friend of ours uh on the radio yesterday a guy called dennis prager of prager university who's a, a very interesting man but before we get into that, which I'm going to touch on in the show a little later, I just wanted to thank you for opening. You're very welcome. You have been so generous with your time and it is so good of you. I would like to, and I'm sure I speak for Arena and for the whole of Camelot Castle, we would love to invite you to Camelot to Cornwall once we are released. I'm from coming. In <laughs> and we'd love to talk to you more about some of the solutions. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put up can I just say one thing to everybody? It's really yeah. important. Um, you, you should all buy 2% Lugol's uh, iodine or nascent iodine because remember that um, radiation will push the iodine from the thyroid gland. It will do that. And, and most people are deficient because of all the fluoride in the water, the chlorine in the water and bromine, which is in all your fire retardant. It's in all the furniture. It's that new car smell. And um, and so this, this is orally. You take it orally, do you? The iodine. You you can put it in a juice. Two percent Lugol's iodine. Um, there's a wonderful book called The Iodine Crisis that I would tell absolutely everyone to get. It's the most amazing book. I actually have a video on my YouTube channel have and you on met, my Facebook have you page. Met Andy Wigmore and Aaron Banks because you know they have an iodine manufacturing company. Ah. And they oh, are like absolutely um, on, on, on the same page as you. Uh, yeah. Aaron Banks has been... It's, it causes, I mean, lack of iodine in the thyroid gland leads to cysts, inflammation, nodules, cancer. Lack of iodine in the breast... This is really important. I just want to say this because this mm. breast cancer, it's not normal for women to have tenderness in the breasts. It's not normal. Um goiter which is swelling of your thyroid gland is the ratio with children is one to one every boy and every girl gets goiter it's one to one as soon as those children hit puberty girls are 10 times more likely to get goiter because the breasts compete for the iodine and will pull it 
from the thyroid gland. So when girls say they've got tender, painful breasts during their cycle, that's lack of iodine. And, oh. and there's studies out there showing that lack of iodine causes fibrocystic breast disease, tenderness, pain, inflammation, cancer. There's well, studies showing it. His Grace has just said, uh, thank you, Kate. Please, could you send me details about yeah, your- Yeah, I'm gonna get in touch with him shortly. He yeah. Also, also the, uh, some, uh, quite a few people have asked, do you, could you tell them what the natural form of hydroxychloroquine is that's been used by the missionaries? Uh, just hold on a minute and I'll actually get it and list it. I'm, I'm only dressed from the waist off. We're going to have a scene like that fellow the other day who was doing a podcast in his knickers. Oh, well, I've got gym trousers on. I just put well, a nice right, right, on for right, the top. Right. Um, it's sodium citrate. Sodium citrate. Yep, sodium citrate. DMSO. DMSO. Can you see that? Not quite. Sodium citrate DMSO. Yes, I can see that. Yes. and um chlorine dioxide so there's actually um there's actually a protocol which i will get for you the missionary protocol um there's a wonderful radio station ran by a christian a christian guy it's called sons of liberty and tim brown runs it and he knows the um he knows the man who put together this protocol so as soon as he told me i quickly went on the internet and ordered a job lot of this um you know, I have all kinds of lotions and potions wow. um, ready for this because the thing about that drug is it works, but it's very heavy on the liver. Mm. It's really, and, and all of your systemic circulation, your blood goes through your liver every three minutes. Uh, and, and there's a, you know, Dr. Gerson said the heart is to vascular disease as the liver is to cancer. So your liver is your site foreman. Everything goes through it and it packages toxins up in fat to protect you. So uh, drugs filter through the liver and that's when you, you become really toxic. So I think if people were just having, uh, you know, mild symptoms, then it, it, it might be something that they might want to do a protocol that's less toxic on the body. But certainly, um, instead of thinking about protocols that we're going to do and what we're going to do to help ourselves, we have to stop this from happening full stop this radiation sickness. It's no point trying to shut the gate once the horse has bolted ac across the field. You know, we need to stop this now before it's up and running. Mm. Because once that switch is flicked, How no matter, what, no, at the moment, don't forget, it's not running everywhere full. And so you're just seeing pockets of this. When this gets going full, you're going to see huge big areas with this, uh, as, as um, our Prime Minister Bojo said uh, there's going to be six more peaks of this pandemic and they you know they don't put these laws in place and get these hospitals all set up for nothing all our military um, you know uh, pa three para were all stood down for the year without any more military maneuvers now all of a sudden 800 men have been told that they're going on a live exercise and they've all been moved to Salisbury and one of them said why would they move all of us together, all 800 of us, if it's if it's so contagious? Why would they do that? So, and then a nurse got in touch with me and said a while back that she'd been listening in on a meeting and this senior sister had said, we're mo uh, you know, we're getting ready in Salisbury. There's going to be a big peak. Now, who knows? Maybe there's going to be a big peak there. Maybe the soldiers are there for something completely different. I don't know. 
But when people start saying we're going to have big peaks in certain areas, and those soldiers are doing a military maneuver there, they're all being moved there for a live maneuver. It always does make one think what is actually going on behind the scenes that we aren't privy to. So we we really uh, incidentally, you know, talk, you did ask me what you could do. You need to go to your police and you need to report your LED lamp posts and these masks and say that you are aware that there is a piece of equipment there that is going to damage your health and kill you and make a report. And if they don't act on it, you then take it straight away to the, the police complaints, whatever the next tear up is. You can Google that. Uh, and then if you don't get anything back, there's another tear beyond that. And I know that when people are doing that now, then the complaints people are going back to the police and saying, why have you not acted on this? Because 5G doesn't have any insurance because it, it's not insured. And in Gateshead, there was a gentleman who took the council to court and won because yeah. they put this in the lights and yeah. it's uh, and they're not allowed. So we do have to, we do all have to get up off our toilet rolls watch, watching our Netflix. And I will say this to anyone who's actually come along here and is not doing anything. I always hear about these people who are pro-vax saying, it's your fault, you anti-vaxxers, that our kids are getting sick. No, if the vaccines work, your kids wouldn't be getting sick right. at all. And so I say the same thing to all those people who are doing nothing while the 5G is being ushered in in the back door, and they're all going to be queuing up, accepting this vaccine and crying out for mandatory. It is your fault that the rest of us who are awake to all this run the risk of being murdered because of your ignorance and your complicity. So it will be you that have blood on your hands. The truth shall set you free. 100%. Now, Very what is, true. could you just give me the, do you have a website or do people just follow you on Facebook or what is Well, the I, I do, um, I have some friends who have a website called Genesis Healing. If you want to order anything uh, natural, please do go to Genesis Healing. Genesishealing.co.uk, they're Christian people. It's a Christian couple who ran that business because they feel like I do. And I, I do little teaching things on it and send me free products or they pay me a little bit. Um, I have a website that's being built at the moment because of this pandemic. The, the poor woman that was doing it didn't come over. <laughs> so it's all on hold just now. I am um, on Sons of Liberty Radio every Saturday morning. You can find them on Facebook. At YouTube, I'll be on that, and I'll be doing what I did for the radio in in the UK, where I go through all the vitamins and minerals. I did it for years. I go through all the different illnesses and what you can do to help yourself to avoid it. Uh, my motto is: You are what you eat. Today's food becomes tomorrow's cells, and no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet. I'm on Facebook, Kate Shamarani, Naturalist in a Toxic World, and I'm on YouTube natural nurse and toxic world. I do keep getting kicked off things. If I mention 5G, they kick me off, but I, I don't care because uh, God has me. And and I'm and every day in my prayer, I say, please, Lord, show me how I may serve you and please speak your word through me. And he does every time. Well, the Duke of Marlborough has just said, Kate, you are a complete star. Thank you so much Thank you. for inspirational knowledge tonight. And I know you're both in touch now. And um, thank you so much for letting us know, um, Amanda Elia. We're all in this together. Well, we are all we are. in this together. We are all God's children. He doesn't want the 99 sheep that he's got that are facing him. He knows he's got those. He wants that one sheep that's wandered off and is now at the devil's picnic. 
you know, we are all children of God and we're all in it together. Good. That's your that's your website, Genesis. Divided. Well, that's my friend's website. Where you friends? Can so that's they need. And if somebody wants to contact you, you have been so generous with your time. We look forward to welcoming you to Camelot Castle. Um, you know, um, I will give you a call shortly after the end of this broadcast. But I just wanted to wish you well and thank you so much. And um, I think this is probably a good time to end off it and thank you else thank you kate thank you, you so much god speed to everybody on your journey in life thank will, will you. you will you leave us just with one more little prayer because yes you have uh, a great connection to god um so <laughs> i'm going to say this dear god our father we accept that we are not without sin we have lived a worldly life all of us we now turn to you, God, in this hour of need. We know that you are overseeing all of this. We no longer wish to, to live a sinful life. We ask that you fill each and every one of us with the Holy Spirit. We ask you, Lord, to lead us away from this tyranny that is afoot. We wish to live with your laws. You are the one God. You are our King. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Amen. 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 And thank you so much. What thank a, you. Uh, an honor to have you with us. Thank you, Kate. And thank you very much indeed. We'll bid you good night from Gamelot. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. You. Wow. Wait. Wait. You just press that. You figured it out. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, well, that was uh, wow. extraordinary and quite the uh, experience. Now, um, Thank you so much for all of your contribution, everybody. There is actually more that we are going to go into with you tonight because there is this breakthrough uh, that has occurred in New York and it has got to do with the use of hydroxychloroquine. Now, we may just have heard of a better and more natural way of getting the same result as hydroxychloroquine. However, for the... Um, situation that we have worldwide, it is probably unlikely that a completely natural solution is going to be accepted uh, by the um, powers that be. And I was sent this um, the other day, and this here is, well, I was sent it yesterday, actually. And you may have seen the Facebook posts that I put up about it. This is... Uh, an interview with uh, Mr. Zelenko, Dr. Zelenko, who initially discovered the hydroxychloroquine protocol. And here he is being interviewed by Dennis Prager. Now, for those of you that don't know who Dennis Prager is, he's probably one of the most powerful conservative voices in the United States at the moment. And the fact that he uh, was invited on Dennis's show is most interesting. And I think the story here is one that we should all hear. So I do want to play it for us tonight um, before we sign off. It's just that important. We're at Lenox Hill Hospital in New York City. He is a doctor at Lenox Hill Hospital in New York City. And Dr. Zelenko, it's an honor to have you on my show. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Dennis. Thank you for having me. Good. Thank you. I know we tried to have you last week, but 
Oddly enough, you were called to treat a patient. Yeah. <laughs> and between a patient and the Dennis Prager show, I don't know what to say. You picked the patient. It was not. It wasn't personal. <laughs> <laughs> correct. It wasn't. All right. So let's get right into it. Uh, you, uh, uh, how many patients with the COVID nineteen have you seen? One thousand four hundred and fifty. I didn't know I'd get such a precise answer. One thousand as of two days ago. Uh, right. Two days ago. One thousand four hundred and fifty COVID nineteen patients. Have you seen them at all stages of severity? Um, I try to prevent them from getting to the latest stage of severity. Hmm. And what is the protocol you generally use in order to do that? I use a three drug protocol, which is a hybrid of uh, what was being used in the Far East, together with the, what's being used in France. And it's hydroxychloroquine, um, azithromycin, and zinc sulfide, sulfate. How did you know about this, uh, this trio? Well, uh, I heard about the, the viral infection coming out of uh, the Far East in January. And then I started to progress to Europe. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know it's going to come here. And I serve a community of 35,000 people that live within a square mile. And I knew that uh, sooner or later it's going to come here. And, um, you know, up to this point, the entire world has been focused on uh, building more ICU beds and respirators. And there's been zero emphasis on how to treat this infection in the outpatient setting, in the primary care doctor setting, so that it doesn't progress such a point where a patient needs a respirator. So I started doing research and I, and I, I basically right now, any patient that comes to a doctor and they have the COVID-19 infection, the doctor says, go home, drink fluids, uh, take time while pray. And if you get respiratory distress, go, go to the hospital. You may get intubated, develop uh, acute respiratory distress syndrome and have a 50% chance of dying. Uh, that's basically the paradigm that's being used now which is not very uh, good. No. So I started doing research and, and I saw uh, the different protocols. I also called my colleagues in Lenox Hill ICU, Lenox Hospital in Manhattan, the, their ICU, and I asked them how they're approaching it. And they told me uh, they were using hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin, but only in the very sick patients. So I'm very familiar with these drugs. Azithromycin is one of the most common antibiotics used in the world. And hydroxychloroquine is a 70-year-old drug that I've used for two decades for patients for rheumatological diseases and for malaria prophylaxis. So I was very comfortable. I know these drugs. I know their safety profiles. And um, so I decided to make a, a cocktail, uh, basically, of a, three of these drugs with modified dosing to reflect less acutely ill patients. Um, and I started using them um, immediately, meaning um, if a patient came to my office, um, let me uh, clarify one thing. When I said I saw 1,450 patients with COVID, that doesn't mean I gave the medication to those patients. Um, I divided that group into two, uh, two groups. One is low risk and one is high risk. So the low risk group is basically under the age of 60 with no medical problems, and that was not acutely ill, the statistics show that they're going to get better 99% of the time without any medication. 
So there's really um, no need to treat them except for supportive care and follow up and make sure that they actually do get better. But for the high risk group, which I'll define as over the age of 60 uh, with symptoms, even mild symptoms or anyone with medical problems with symptoms. And I also added um, anyone that looked really sick in my office, toxic, short of breath. Um, and by the way, let me define medical problems as uh, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, um, you know, things like that. So um, those patients fall into the high risk category. Now, high risk means, depending on which country you look at, between 5 to 10% mortality rate. Means 5 to 10% of these people are going to die from the COVID 19 infection. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that these high risk patients are the ones that are succumbing to the pulmonary catastrophic uh, complications from, from COVID 19. So um, I, I decided that I'm going to treat these high risk patients. And there was 405. Out of the 1,450, there was only 405 that I classified as high risk and I treated those. So uh, let me tell you statistically what we should have expected. Uh, 20 patients are dead because that's 5% and a multiple of that probably around 40 on a respirator. Statistically that was uh, to be expected. So my outcomes were two dead unfortunately and four on the respirator which now those four are off the respirator and also five admitted in the hospital for IV antibiotics and pneumonia, and most of them are home already as well. So that was a significant order of magnitude better than expected outcome. Now, let me tell you, I wasn't looking, I wasn't really planning to find anything, but you know, I'll give you an analogy, a frontline soldier, and he happens to stumble across some very important intelligence, very valuable information that it needs to be communicated to the five-star general because that information could be used to win the war. That's how I felt. I felt that I, I just, and I realized what I, what I had. I, I realized that this is a game changer potentially. Now it wasn't that many patients at that time. Um, it was, you know, it was an, by now it's 1450, but at that time it was only around a hundred. So I couldn't come out definitively, but I, you know, it was enough for me to, to make a YouTube video uh, direct, 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 directly to the president of the United States. Because I, I don't have connections and I really needed to get his attention. So the next day, Mark Meadows calls me, the president's uh, incoming chief of staff at that time. And he expressed interest in what I was doing. I told him and he asked me to keep him updated. I had his email and, and, and cell number. And I, every few days I would uh, give him uh, updated statistics. And then, um, Sean Hannity called me, I ended up on his uh, radio show and he read my uh, written protocol on the air. And actually that, that evening he had Vice President Pence on his uh, uh, television show and he uh, told him about my protocol. And then uh, two days later, Giuliani called me, Mayor Giuliani. And I ended up doing a 45 minute podcast with him. And after that, um, the world exploded. Um, what I mean by that is that I had governments calling me. I'm just to rattle off some governments, uh, Russia, Ukraine, Honduras, Panama, Peru, Philippines, South Africa. 
I mean, <laughs> all of these governments uh, started reaching out and wanted to know, what am I doing? Because this is World War Three. There's 182 countries fighting this virus. No one has a good solution except build more respirators. And, you know, people are looking for a way to to um, deal with this problem, to, to mitigate these terrible complications. Now, let me explain to you how these medications work. It's not magic. Um, we know that zinc stops vir viral replication. Basically, it prevents the virus from reproducing. Uh, the virus happens to be inside the cell, uh, hijacking the cell's machinery in order to reproduce itself. And by doing so, it kills the cell. So zinc obstructs that process. I'm going to keep it, I'm basically talking to a late. Right, of course. So right. Gonna... In fact, doctor, hold it there. It's a perfect time because we have to take a break. This is uh, rare. I haven't said a word. <laughs> Just... I'm, I'm on every word of uh, Dr. Zelenko, who has brought uh, to the world the his remarkably positive experience with hydroxychloroquine, with what we know as a ZPAC, erythromycin, I believe it is, antibiotic and zinc. It's 400. Well, that is the uh, that's the only part of the interview that I could get. I, that there is a second half to it, but that now information is gone to a lot of people, and we are certainly um, ensuring that those statistics are known uh, by the people that we know. What I, I have put that interview up on my Facebook page. It is also on my Twitter, and I would ask you to. Um, share that information with everybody that you know. Um, we've had the most extraordinary evening this evening. Mm. Um, James, thanks for um, your grace. Thank you so much for, um, you know, helping with this evening. And I think it was well worth uh, inviting that young lady on. She certainly has opened our eyes to a lot of uh, interesting uh, realities, new realities, and I think we do need to pay attention. I think there are some great truths. I don't know what mm. you thought, darling. What did you feel? Very impressive and brave and a breath of fresh air, I would say. I think breath it's about time air. in the UK we need someone like that. We do need someone like that. And of course, uh, all of these various different religious groups, you know, we have our great campaigners. And my question uh, to, you know, our groups is, you know, who is going to join us mm. and stick their head above their parapets? And you know why I like her? Because I really like what Dr. Shiva said about citizen science. You know, science shouldn't be suppressed. Science is science. And if scientific me method is observed, all the scientific data should be available to be reviewed Absolutely. and should not be suppressed. And, you know, if what she's saying is scientifically validated, it should be taken into account. It's about freedom of speech and freedom of science. And I don't think anyone should be censored. Absolutely. And, you know, we've got to fight mm. for our world. We've got to fight for our dreams. We've got to fight for our children. And if we don't communicate, if we don't get the right cures to the right people, if we don't wake up to what's going on, 
then this lockdown could go on forever. Yes, because this is what it's very true. I mean, I had a phone call from our housekeeper, like I mentioned earlier. She's a lovely, lovely 70 year old lady. She's been with us for, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years. And she comes to work. She doesn't work full time, but she just loves working. She can't stop working. And she was crying on the phone because her husband just dropped dead yesterday. And he had a, a heart attack. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that that's because of the lockdown, but, you know, he couldn't, he could, she couldn't go to work. He couldn't work. And, you know, they were feeling quite depressed and isolated and she couldn't even say goodbye to him. And she was crying on the phone and they were married for over 50 years. And I, I couldn't stop crying all afternoon, to be honest with you. Well, I think we really do need to get people woken up. Please do share this video on your feeds. But on a slightly more positive note, on mm. a slightly more positive note, um, let us just remember some of the great beauty in this world. And you know what I found is I found this rather spectacular um, video um, of Blenheim, actually. Funny oh, enough. it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And it shows um Blenheim Palace in the summer and I don't know which one of uh your grace's experts filmed this but it really is quite stunning sorry I was just going to say one other point before we started is I think let's just imagine for one minute together let's just pray together while we're watching this that we see England and the world restored to the beauty with which it was created. Let's just enjoy this beauty. Let's look forward to a summer where we are all able to be back into communication and experience the sort of beauty that England has to offer. Anyway, this is summer at Blenheim Palace. absolutely fantastic and um i'm just going to restore the screen there beautiful absolutely lovely and um you know the beauty of god's creation is something that we can all agree um is extraordinary i will post that video on our facebook page just because it is so beautiful you know, we've seen some extraordinary things tonight, and there are many of us on here that are Scientologists. There are many of us on here that are Christians. 
and there are many of us on here that are Christians and Scientologists, but Muslims. one of the great and Muslims and uh, Zoroastrians, hmm. Jewish friends we have, um, one of the great, probably the greatest evangelical within the Christian movement uh, was St. Paul. Hmm. And uh, in fact, many of you are familiar with St. Paul's Cathedral, um, but St. Paul was, of course, one of the great communicators. And in uh, his letter to the Ephesians, he wrote a passage which I think has specific relevance tonight after we have witnessed what we have witnessed spiritually tonight. And I'm just going to read it to you because uh, this you will find in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. And what St. Paul said was this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That ye may be that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in this evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So I think that that is a, a beautiful letter. You can read the whole letter uh, if you would like, and you'll find that uh, in the Ephesians. Mm. Uh, it's in the New Testament, and it's um, an incredible, um, uh, an incredible letter that St. Paul wrote. And I think that St. Paul had some extraordinary insight into what would be happening in the future. And I don't think there's been a time where that particular passage uh, has more application than right at this minute in our lives. We need to put on the whole armor of God, the whole mm. armor of God. Mm. And, you know, um, there are tools in Scientology that Christians can use and there's tools in Christianity that Scientologists can use and it is vital that we stand on the shoulders of the giants that came before us that we use I loved what Alfie Best said yesterday he said you're born with certain tools and it's your job to sharpen them as you go through life I thought that was a 
great wisdom. I don't know what you thought, darling. Very true. He's yeah. full of wisdom. He is full of wisdom, Alfie. I, I, I really enjoyed Alfie's contribution. Um, really enjoyed it. And uh, just to close up this evening, I don't know if, Ted, you'd be happy in your ministerial mm -hmm. capacity yes. to um, lead us in prayer. Um, I'm just going to turn the scene to your pulpit. You know that we know this is Ted, of course, because there is the ministerial sweater. But if you could uh, lead us in, in prayer, that would be marvellous. Everybody, a very good evening to you all. And uh, we thank, obviously, on, on your behalf and certainly my behalf, John and Irina and Kate, who has been extraordinary. Um, so if you join with me and ask the Lord for forgiveness, and also we mention at this particular time, uh, a thanks to him because Kate clearly is an angel mm. walking on the earth. Mm. So we ask your forgiveness, Lord, and we hope for better and stronger times soon. Also, we uh, ask you to pray for President Trump, for Kate, and for his grace, the Duke of Marlborough. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, that is a beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining us all tonight. It's been a little bit of a long one, but you know, when you get good data, we didn't know when we could get Kate back on. You know, she's one of the most sought after commentators in mm. the UK right now. And we were very, very fortunate. I'd like to thank Mark uh, for flagging her up to us. And of course, if there is anybody that you would like to see invited on here, do let us know. The other thing is, I'm going to reiterate this. The President of the United States has pushed the throttles forward on the engine. Mm. And he is getting the United States started. He is going to come under attack. Support him in prayer. Support him in actions. We have one chance now. We've got a window to restore this planet. And if we don't make the most of it now by knowing what we know and doing, using the knowledge that we have, uh, his grace has just said, be strong and of good courage, neither be afraid or dismayed for the Lord thy God is with you, whithersoever thy, go thy goest. Yeah. That is beautiful. I'm actually going to put that on the screen. That is quite beautiful. Thank you very much. Um, Jamie, that is absolutely lovely. Well, um, that's it from us tonight. It's been a great evening and we have all sorts of things in the pipeline. Um, as I say, the president has pushed those throttles forward and those engines are straining and there are people in America that are frankly fighting a lot harder than some of us lot over here to be absolutely mm. honest so we need to do our bit we need to support our people and we need to get this economy going get the solution to the people that they need medically stop living in fear and get this economy and let's get this show back on the road and let's enjoy the beautiful summer that is ahead of ahead us, us. 9 30 uk time tomorrow yes ted ted said 9 30 tomorrow night and for those naughty boys and girls out there that have not pressed the share button, guess what you're going to do now? You're going to press the share button. Thank you very much. And lovely to 
see you. Good night. Good night.